You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the coronavirus sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees. What's, What's up, baby? Hey, dude, is the coronavirus even still a thing? You know, it's, it's starting to not feel like it. I mean, I'm sh- there's obviously still a lot of like business impact falling out from it. Like there's, you know, people are still kind of dealing with limitations on what they can do. But but yeah, wow, how fast uh, the landscape can change, huh? Yeah, and I like we won't dive into it too much of this particular episode. But like given given the situation the heavy like that's the word that i've been using right like the heavy situation that is happening across america right now do you feel that the coronavirus was blown out of proportion do you feel like it was like over exaggerated to an extent i don't feel that way yet um i definitely see where you're coming from and asking that question um it's just a lot a lot to unpack and i think it's kind of one of those only time will tell situations um you yeah, know, we'll know times, in like, like you December. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. You'll know in December yeah, when everybody has the coronavirus. Long, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think it'll take that long. Um, but but yeah, as people are starting to to, you know, mass uh, assemble again. Um we'll we'll see. Yeah, man. Strange, strange times we're living in. I like yeah. you know, we we entered uh, June and like it was like welcome to the sixth uh, level of Jumanji like memes. <laughs> hurricane season the sixth level of jumanji <laughs> uh, that's right, that's right. Anyway. 2020 man also have to say it's like i know we're not live but it kind of feels like we're live because I'm, I'm i'm day three at the dealership and it's like i don't know what's gonna happen i got the door locked in the office here but like the music could pop on or who, who knows what's gonna happen so uh but it feels good to be back here as well so yeah man. you know it's get back get back in the roll with the punches but yeah let's let's get into this uh we got some more sponsors broker pest control again sponsoring today's podcast but i want to say thank you to our friends over there um if you're about to buy a home protect your large investment by having your realtor call broker pest control for a complete wood destroying organism inspection first you know broker has your back uh you can reach them at 352-378-2433 or find them online at brokerpestcontrol.com. Dude, we are so appreciative of Brian and the Broker Pest Control team, not only for taking care of all of our pest control needs, uh, but for their amazing support of our podcast. Yeah, man. Those guys are awesome. And like, if you still haven't checked out, what you say episode 88? Yeah. Episode 88, like it was just great. It would give you a good like vibe as to who Brian is, man. I mean, it was, it was, just, <laughs> it was a fun episode. So go check out episode 88. Uh, and we also want to sit, thank Leonardo's Millhopper. You know, today I want to do something a little bit different, and I wanted to do a quick read from Kyle Cohen himself, the owner of Leonardo's Millhopper. Um, he sent me this message, and it says, and so I'm just going to read it to our to our audience. It says, it's our pleasure to express our gratitude to the Gainesville community for supporting us these past few months. The love and appreciation we have received is overwhelming and motivating. We want to kick our fundraising efforts back into gear, so please contact us with any ideas of how we can help your organization. 
Um, we have opened the dining room to 50% capacity as of May 25th, um, utilizing every safety procedure available. In addition to bleach and hand sanitizer, we purchased two levels of UV sanitizing lights to make sure that the restaurant is virus-free when we open and, and in between customers. Um, we will expand capacity to 100% as soon as we are allowed. And uh, for minimal contact pickup, the Leonardo's Millhopper app is now available to download on Apple and Android platforms. I mean, talk about like innovating and pivoting, you know, getting, right. getting an app out there, man. Uh, but, but you can also use 352 delivery if you don't want to leave the house. Um, and they say, tell us that WHOA GNB sent you. We are all about sending a positive mes message into the world and want to continue to support the podcast. So um, just mad love to Kyle and the team over there. Thanks for everything that you guys do. And, uh, yeah, you know, support our sponsors, guys. These guys make the show happen. So, That's right. and with that said, let's get right into today's show. You guys, today on the show, we have Jonathan Evans of Sculpture Hospitality Gainesville. Jonathan, what's up, man? Welcome to our show. All right. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, man. So, you know, I know, like, there's so much happening in the world right now, and it's almost like we've been doing these coronavirus sessions. We're, like, in the, like, somewhere in the 50s right now um, with episodes and it's been, it's been super interesting to kind of see how everybody's been navigating. You know, now you hear that spot and talking about businesses starting to open back up. You know, right. we just opened up our dealership this, you know, this week. So I'm just really interested to kind of hear, you know, what has ha occurred for you over the last few months um, and then like where you're at today. And, um, and so like, let's get into that. But, but, but maybe just give a little bit of background as to who you are and like what your business is all about. Sure, I appreciate it. Um, like you said, my name is Jonathan Evans of Sculpture Hospitality. What we do is we make inventory um, the best it possibly can be um, for anybody, restaurants, bars, um, basically trying to streamline all the processes. Um, so that's what we do. We partner with uh, area restaurants and bars and we really try and help get into the nitty gritty parts that are the most time consuming um, and some of the hardest things for the owners to actually get their hands on. Um, so we offer innovative solutions uh, to basically create a more profitable situation for every business that we work with. Can you, like, can you give me an example like of what that looks like? Sure, sure. So um, if you take a, a traditional bar, um, the traditional pour is one and a half ounces. Um, so if you have a bartender that's um, pouring two ounces for every drink, uh, if you consider every three or four drinks that they pour, you're giving away one for free. Um, and at retail, that adds up very quickly. Um, so what we do is we come in and we actually touch that bottle and we're going to count and weigh the bottle and compare it back to what your inventory is on hands. And then we give powerful tools back to the owners for training purposes, um, consistency, um, prevent um, as much loss as possible uh, to make a consistent product and then get the customers um, what you actually have on your menu. And then we maximize every ounce um, in your bar to make sure that you're getting the most money that you can for that bottle. Okay. I mean, so I can assume that with bars being closed for these past couple of months. I mean, they're just now starting to open back up. Right. Uh, right. I mean, I have to assume that business wasn't like booming for you. Uh, you know, like what, like what was the impact and, and how have you navigated it? 
Sure. So everybody sort of went into protection mode um, and didn't want to create any new expenses. Um, but what our services do is it actually is not a new expense. What we do is we come in and make it more profitable. So our services are so essentially paid for by the savings that we create. Uh, but you said the bars are closed. Yes, but the restaurants have bars and they were very innovative and creative with going with the to-go orders. Um, and basically the, the restaurants that I see doing really well are the ones that adopted the takeout um, profile really, really well. Um, and just basically getting it to the customers with limited contacts. Um, so as far as impact for me, everybody sort of went into protection mode and I've basically just been trying to be as supportive as possible, um, eating at the restaurants, um, getting things to go, um, blasting everything I can on Facebook, um, just trying to stay relevant, staying in front of people and um, create that uh, support situation for everybody. Um, so my services can actually help uh, navigate this process even more so than what we have now. And I, um, my goal is to help as many restaurants as possible. Uh, so we've been focusing on the, the food side, which my services actually do the same thing for the beverage side we can do on the food side as well. Because uh, if you consider a rum and Coke has two ingredients, a cupcake has five ingredients. Um, so we can count and weigh and measure all of the dry ingredients that go into baked goods or a kitchen plate, uh, same we can behind the bar. Um, so we have some really innovative tools um, that can make restaurants uh, very streamlined and maximize profits. Are the tools like, I mean, is it like app based? Is it like what, like, what is it? I mean, are you like physically going in there and like measuring this stuff? Like how does that Sure, sure. Great question. No, I do actually physically go in. We've got handheld scanners and we have um, preci precision scales that we use. Um, and that's how we calculate the, but at the root of what we are is we're actually a software company. So we have a very in innovative software platform that we download all this data to. We bring in your sales and recipes and then I physically go on site and I touch and count everything. Uh, and I weigh everything and then I compare it back to what you sold and give you variance reports that go back and forth. So uh, it sounds kind of stale and, and uh, for uh, lack of better terms, kind of boring, but um, it's super exciting what you can do in the power of information. Yeah. So are people ever like, sorry, I was gonna say, are people ever hesitant to like solicit your services because they don't want to give you like recipes? So that's a great question. And oh, everything really? that's given to me is completely proprietary. So I protect that um, more so than, than anything else. Cause um, I haven't actually run into that where people are resistant to that. Um, but I do try and, and affirm to them that this is going to be protected. Um, I use um, encrypted locked um, servers that um, are protected and um, I don't share their information. I don't share their recipes. Um, and I just want them to be as successful as possible. So it's a great question. Great. How long have you had this business? So uh, it's funny enough, I started January 1 of this year. Okay. And uh, so. well, welcome to the business world. <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> it's like <laughs> for, for you, where we're all on level six of Jumanji, it's like level 20 if you're a startup right now. Right. It's like, right. right. <laughs> if you can make it through this, you can make it through anything, believe me. <laughs> um, 
you know, so, I mean, so is it, is it just you? I mean, have you built a team out? Like, it, like where? Right, right now it's, uh, it's just me operating. Um, so I've been trying to get out and meet as many people as possible and uh, really just trying to um, just work with, with owners and, and basically guarantee them that eye services can help. And if I can't help, uh, I give you a money back guarantee. So uh, there's really no risk um, to initiating a, a startup, um, with it. But as we ramp up, I've already got some, uh, situations where I'm going to be hiring soon. So, um, I'll be posting some on the job boards, but right now it's just me and, uh, I get to do things like this and I get to basically talk to people every single day, which is the coolest part of what I do. So, I mean, I got to think like, I'm like thinking of a restaurant and how many ingredients they have, right? Like I get it. Like this is, is this an all day process. Like if you're going to do this audit, if you will, on their, on their inventory and on these ingredients, like, are you there all day at like one restaurant? Um, or are they having you just focus on one particular area of the restaurant? Like, how does that work? So th that's, what's actually really awesome about what I do is because I can actually partner with the owners and we can decide together of what areas they are most concerned about. So we can focus on the bar. We can focus on the kitchen. Uh, we can focus on some of the high-end protein products um, that can go missing um, or if they're being uh, served incorrectly, you want to keep that consistent uh, serving size. Um, so we can actually focus really on what the owners uh, want to focus on. So I go in when the, the restaurants and bars are closed um, and it can take a, a, quite a few hours to do, but we have, um, like I said, very innovative scanning technologies and Bluetooth scales. So it's very quick and uh, seamless. Uh, so there's not a lot of human error that can happen because it's all streamlined. Um, so we are very efficient. So we can get through a lot of ingredients in a very uh, rapid succession. So and is this something like, I'm just trying to think if I'm a restaurant owner, uh, I mean, if Mike probably sees this already in our business. Like I'm like, dude, like I don't, I don't want anything that's going to add something to my to-do list. Right. Like, right. I mean, you kind of establish that trust and it's like, all right, you can just, you can just walk into the back of their restaurant at after two months of doing it and just start calculating stuff. And then here you go. Here's your report. Here's where you're, here's where you're losing money or, you know, like, do you, is that, is that, I mean, I know it's still fairly new. So, I mean, it's like, is that already happening or, you know, how to sure that, that level of trust is huge. Um, so I'm at their restaurant, I'm at their place of what they care about and I'm protecting some of their most precious assets. Um, so yeah, it's hugely important for trust to be there. So I have to be able to get into the business. I have to have keys and I have to have the alarm codes and things. So um, so it is a huge, uh, trust issue. Um, but like I said, my primary goal is not to add something to their to-do list is actually to take something away, uh, from their to-do list. So inventory is for their owners or for the managers. Uh, this is one of the single most time consuming, uh, processes that they have to do, whether it's daily, whether it's weekly, whether it's, uh, end of the month kind of inventory. So it's so time consuming that most people don't either do it at all, or they just regret or hate doing it so much that it's not even a process that they want to do. Uh, so I actually take that away. So I want the owners to focus on their customers and to focus on training their new staff that are coming back. Um, I want them to focus on taking care of the restaurant, not worrying about um, how many bottles they have behind the bar. Um, 
I'm going to help with that. And then once we get through that process um, and there's that trust, I can actually make recommendations on ordering because I know what the customers now are actually buying um, and what they prefer to have. So you don't have to do a lot of experimenting, like let's try this product and see how it works. I can tell you what your customers are actually buying. That's cool. How much does that rely on like any kind of point of sale system that like a restaurant might use to track like, I mean, are you just setting this up all independently or are you going into their systems and running reports? So it's a great question. We can go one of two ways. Um, most systems are online. So I can basically just download all that information uh, based on a weekly schedule. Um, and if you don't have a system like that, um, I have PDF quality readers that um, can actually extrapolate all that information and upload it into our database. So um, there really isn't a restaurant style, whether it's a big corporation or a mom and pop shop um, that we can't help. Um, so like I said, most of the, the point of sale systems are digital. Um, so we are not a point of sale system. We actually um, either download directly from them or we download into an Excel and upload it into our system. So um, it can go both ways. Cool. So are you just set up to do restaurant and bar right now? And is that, if you are, is that, is that where you're going to stay? Or do you, you see growing out of those industries and spreading into others? Uh, so I would love to spread into any industry that has a product that um, your price doesn't actually change uh, with the customer. So regardless of what it is, um, for ice cream, for example, if you get two scoops and only pay for one, um, that's not a consistent product. Um, every time you overscoop ice cream, there's an impact there. You're actually hurting your profitability. Um, so I can actually weigh the containers of ice cream and compare that to what you've sold and tell you exactly how much uh, loss you have. So you can go back and train your staff like this is how much ice cream we need to serve uh, for a single scoop or double scoop. Um, so it's like, not. I was just going to say, like, it sounds like, you know, you think about scooping ice cream. like, man, this is so easy. Like, what an easy job. And like, or as a business owner, I'm like, man, ice cream shop would be like cake. Let me own an ice cream shop. And then like, you're just like, man, that's. There is actually a lot of deep, you know, fine details in there that you just don't even like really right. think about. Cause I don't even think I'd be like, Oh, like I'm so concerned over like a team member scooping sure. ice cream. <laughs> you got the ice cream itself. You've got the toppings, you got the syrups. Um, a yeah. lot of the establishments have coffees and things. So yeah, there, there are a lot of finite little details um, that have real world impact. So my goal is to, uh, is to help make that a whole lot easier. So, and I'm a numbers guy, so I, I love to do the analytics after the fact and uh, really work with the owners and, and partner with them um, to, to sort of come up with creative and innovative solutions. So that's what I'm calling the second half of 2020 is the creative solutions. So the only way we're going to survive this is creative, innovative solutions. Um, and, uh, and I'm fortunate to have a product that caters to that specifically. So every, I feel like everybody as a customer want, wants the hookup, whether it's a, a stronger drink or an extra scoop or something sure. like, and I'm just thinking about it from a consumer standpoint, but, but also like, you know, if you're a frontline worker dealing with portion control and you work for tips, like, you know, hooking them up, you might feel like you get an extra cut of money. Do you, do you feel like it's problems like that are more for, you know, employees that could get 
better paid through tips or something like that because they're hooking sure. people up or, or in like a back of house situation where maybe that's not the case. Uh, is there just a difference in terms of how much waste there might be? Sure. Sure. No, it's a great question. So, um, if you take the, the bar example that, um, pouring a stronger drink, um, so if, as a consumer, yes, if, if, if I'm there and I always have this one particular bartender, that's going to pour my drinks uh, a little bit stronger. Um, that's awesome for me in the, in the moment. Right. And that's great. Cause I'm going to tip well. Um, but let's say I come in and you're not working and that bartender's not there and the new bartender doesn't know that you always get an extra shot in your drinks. Um, so you're basically now going to show, wait, I'm getting stiffed on these drinks now. So, um, I'm either not going to come on Wednesday nights anymore because my bartender's not here. Um, and I'm not going to tip very well that night because my drinks are not as strong as I'm used to. So that one bartender by over pouring has now actually put to a detriment every other employee that's in the establishment because they're not going to pour the consistent product that that customer is used to. Um, so it, it awesome. sort of works in that moment, but in the long run, you're actually really hurting not only yourself, but your entire team. Um, and in the ice cream example, um, so yeah, as, as the little girl walks in and gets an extra scoop because they're there all the time, um, and only has to pay for one scoop, what happens to the consumer that's right behind that little girl? Um, another little girl, right? And she orders the exact same thing and doesn't get as much. So now she's looking at the customer in front of her and saying, why is that customer so special and getting more and, and I'm not? Um, so while you made the day of the first little girl, the second little girl sitting behind him going, why am I not special? So that consistent product is, is vital and huge um, in, in every example. And maybe in the short run, it, it helps you. But in the long run, that second little girl may not want to come back to your place. So just to switch gears a little bit here, like you're, sure. I mean, you're, you're behind the scenes. Like you're kind of like, you're kind of behind the scenes, kind of seeing what's happening. You know, you're helping these restaurants and stuff with their inventory and that kind of stuff. Is there anything cool that you've seen um, from an innovative standpoint for the restaurants uh, during this, during this virus? Is there anything that's really stood out to you that, you know, you almost can like shed light on for other restaurants and be like, yeah, you know, I saw this one restaurant doing X, Y, Z, and it's really helping them their business during this time. Like, is there anything that you've been exposed to that's just kind of like giving you that whoa factor? Like, whoa, like this is awesome. Right. Right. Seen any yeah. Of that? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the innovation has um, actually completely wowed me as far as what people are capable of doing. Um, so that creative solution of, mobile ordering and um, ordering before you get there and um, the, the contactless pickup, um, the people shopping for you. So there's a consistent uh, group that's going to the stores, but um, some of the people that are a little bit higher risk don't actually have to venture out and go to stores. Um, so the restaurants that are actually picking up on the to-go side um, where it used to be like 25, 20% of their business is now like 60 to 75% of their business right now. Um, so I think the ones that actually jumped onto that, um, and worked with their point of sale systems or picked up another one that allowed for the mobile ordering and, uh, where as a consumer, I put my credit card in, but you don't even have to take it from me. You don't even touch it. Um, so making sure that the customers feel safe, um, is absolutely huge. So. They're wearing their masks properly. They're um, 
setting up situations where you don't actually have to interact with the person to get your food. Um, I think those are the ones that um, are thriving in this market. Um, okay, so next question. These businesses that have made these pivots and they've gone to these like takeout and like, you know, call in, you know, delivery models and so forth. And they've gone from 20% of their business to that 60, 70% of their business. Like how much of that do you think is going to be sustainable? Like, do you, are they going to be able to ma maintain a 50 plus percent, you know, once things go back to normal or you do you see like all these restaurants just kind of going back to the way it used to be? Sure. That's a great question. Um, I actually see that to go ordering staying as a, as a 50% or better part of their model um, because there's still a huge uh, portion of this population that are at risk and they're going to be scared and they don't want to come out of their houses. Um, but they still want quality experiences from these restaurants. So the ones that go over and above um, and make the plating because plating is, is hugely important. So part of eating is the visual experience. So the restaurants that put it in a goat container in a, in a pleasant way and pack it up properly, and um, either deliver it or have that that um, contactless at the the restaurant itself. Um, so I think it's going to be hugely vital for them to continue uh, the to go mobile ordering uh, for that that portion of the population that is not ready to get out and and really sit down at the restaurants and and go back to what was the normal and and stay in the new normal situation. It's gonna be interesting, man. That's for sure. Yeah, Colin, yeah. my my head just went to like if Johnny Cupcakes did like takeout delivery, and you get like a doll head and your mashed potatoes or something. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's a that's a little aside. Uh, so I'm curious, like you you started um, you started in January 2020, and I'm sure you spent months before that working on your business plan. Uh, and then, so you, you hit the you hit the ground running uh, as soon as we get into 2020, and then two to three months in. Here comes coronavirus. Are you still on track? Are you running the business the way you thought you would run? Or did you have to make any major pivots or anything like that as soon as we got into this? Great question. Sure. Um, so basically, as a startup company, I had to basically prep for 6, 12, 18 months of sort of lean times where I, I wasn't expecting to have a steady income uh, properly and all of those things. So um, from my standpoint, it probably couldn't have happened at a better time um, because this is when uh, I'm in the startup phase. So I get to now think creatively. So I haven't really had to pivot so much as I was sort of trying to interact with as many people as possible. So there's a lot more uh, Zoom calls and a lot more digital conversations happening. Um, but I've actually shifted a lot of my focus to some of the social media platforms because um, so many more people are playing on Facebook and staying on their Instagram account. So, um, if I can be a presence there, um, that's probably where I spend a majority of my downtime is just trying to like and share and, um, promote the local businesses in Gainesville. So, um, eat GNV is a huge, um, success. There's so many followers with that. So posting pictures and, and just sharing and everything like that, being a part of the chamber, um, is just basically we're all here together and, and trying to take care of each other. So um, now I get the opportunity to have a common goal with all of the restaurants and bars and, and, and businesses that look, we're all trying to struggle. Let's uh, try and find innovative ways to, to help each other. So um, I didn't really have to pivot too much. Um, I just had to primarily focus more on 
how do I connect with the owners and really provide a service that will benefit them in a very short run so they can maximize their profits and whether or not it's creating a nest egg for maybe next time that something like this happens. Um, if they can hire new staff, they can um, hire uh, a different production company for their marketing campaign, something like that. So uh, my goal is to basically create that little nest egg so that they can do something um, awesome with it. They can hire new entertainment or bring in live entertainment, something like that. So uh, something that we wouldn't be able to do before because they um, on such narrow profit margins. And, and my goal is to help them kick that up a notch so that they can, they can do more with what they're doing. Yeah. This has been cool, man. I'm like super interested. I'm going to be interested to like do like a recap at some point in the future and kind of see like, all right, man, you made it through the coronavirus. You made it through 2020 <laughs> Jumanji. Like where are we at? Where are we at now that it's 2021, 2022? Like what is it? You know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. That's, that's what's going to be fun about like what, what we do, Mike, right. It's like having all these interviews and then seeing how everybody kind of navigates this stuff and seeing where we're at in the future and being able to reflect back on moments like this, you know, so I, I wish you the the best of luck, man. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully in, in uh, 2021, we'll have some positive conversations to have. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Just keep, uh, keep grinding and keep, keep pressing forward. You know, it's all we, I mean, I'll just say like, we're all in this, we're all dealing with stuff at the same time. So, you know, right. it's, and I know there's so many variables now, like in, in 2020 with everything that's happening. So just keep pressing forward, everybody. And, uh, yeah. Mike, well, I appreciate you both for uh, creating this platform and, uh, and doing everything you can to help the area restaurants and, uh, businesses. So, and we, we love it, man. Like Mike and I are so incredibly invested into this community and this is, this is home, you know? So hopefully, I agree. hopefully we can save some businesses, save some jobs and, and have a better future because of it, you know? So Mike, final thoughts, Absolutely. man. Yeah, no, I just wanted to squeeze one last quick one in. Uh, relatively new company. Where did the name come from? So Sculpture Hospitality is a Canadian-based company. So I own the Alachua County franchise. Uh, okay. So, um, so Sculpture is sort of a product of a lot of um, uh, marketing campaigns, and this is the parent company. Cool. Um, so the Hospitality of Gainesville is, is my local area chapter awesome so i mean where can everybody find you man if, they want to, if there's a restaurant listening they want to connect with you they want to find out more. um so i i'm all over facebook um so, so sculpture hospitality of gainesville on my facebook page i've got my email on there i've got my phone number on there um send me a quick chat on on messenger um that's a great way to to find me um our website's on there so it can give you a brief glimmer of of what our services can be Um, but I'm fortunate to, I get to tailor this thing to how anybody wants to do it. So there really isn't a size or different business that can't um, benefit from this. So let's be creative this year. Awesome. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, there you go, everybody. Uh, Jonathan Evans of Sculpture Hospitality Gainesville. Definitely check him out. And uh, thank you to everybody who's listening to our show. Please share our show and uh, leave us a review. And, uh, you know, let's just keep keep pressing on, man. We got, we got a long way to go. So level six of Jumanji, here we go.
<laughs> this is the WHOA GNB podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. We will see you later, everybody. Bye.